0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ten and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day today and staying strong and healthy. As always, I just want to remind everybody, the last day of the product of the week on sale right now, the Joint Relief Formula on the website. Be sure to check that out, along with the Magnesium Brain Food Capsules. That'll be ending today as well. On sale, the new capsule formula, the Magnesium Brain Food, and the Ultimate Multiple May Super Sale, 25% off. So be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. And I have to say, I'm very pleased this morning. I saw that Ron DeSantis, our governor down here in Florida, has been pretty much the first governor in the entire country that I have heard so far to call out the WHO global pandemic treaty. And he stated, and I quote, there is no way Florida will ever support this WHO treaty. That's not going to happen here in Florida. No way. And what he goes into detail discussing the fact of how absolutely erroneous a lot of the lockdowns restrictions were on how there's absolutely no reason that the government standpoint, from the U.S. government, has a right to tell what certain states have to handle it from a regional standpoint, and that under no circumstances does a pretty much any pointed group of individuals in the World Health Organization have a right to start telling what individual nation states can do with their health laws and mandates. And um, we'll see what happens with this. I know they're voting on it today or this week, or there's been a lot of different dates floating around this week I've encouraged a lot of you to contact your senators and Republicans, a lot of which have been diametrically opposed now from what I've been reading to this, which is good. The backlash, the emails, the texts, the social media pushes. It's definitely gotten people's attention now. And again, DeSantis has been the first governor that I have heard openly state that he will not support the WHO pandemic treaty in the great state of Florida. Now, again, That doesn't mean they can't try to push stuff on us, and it doesn't mean that's not going to change if he's no longer governor anymore. Just remember that. But again, this is something that people need to address and talk about because going in – and we talked about it in detail last week, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it again – but allowing a government body to come in and tell what 194 different countries all have to do simultaneously at any point in time that the WHO deems something to be a – Security or health threat to the rest of the world is so far asinine it's beyond out of this world, so again, my friends, always continue to put pressure on these individuals when you know they have to make a split second decision on pretty much whether or not we want to go in and protect the sovereignty of the United States or if they want to hand us over to the who so I really hope and pray a lot of senators from congress. Leaders are going to stand their ground on this because it appears Governor DeSantis is also doing the same. Also, to in other news, this is something that I found quite interesting. Now, after I brought up yesterday how they're discussing the context of the Vades problem. They're saying it's say a vaccine-induced AIDS is starting to occur. And I told you about the doctor that I know out in the Midwest yesterday. They've already had five cases of the microplasm pneumonia, which is only in AIDS patients and these are all five individuals who have not tested positive for HIV or AIDS, and they all have all been injected. And we told you guys that there's going to start being severe shots, now. It may uh, severe side effects from these shots. Now, it may not be from the first shot or even the double shot you have to get or some of the other brands. What I think they did was, in a lot of these cases – the shot has become progressively more toxic because it appears the more shots you continue to get, whether or not it's down regulation of the immune system because you keep getting more shots or that these booster shots continue to become more and more toxic with what they're throwing in them, I don't know. But it is very, very clear that the vast majority of people that are continuing to get their third and fourth booster and now they're talking about a fifth booster for the fall – It's very clear that there's some serious side effects with it. Now, is that what's causing this whole alleged monkeypox? I don't know. No idea at all. Very well could possibly. One thing I do know that is interesting enough is that the U.S. has already stated now they're releasing the monkeypox vaccine for the national stockpile, and they're recommending that all high-risk individuals get their monkeypox shot. Now, I want to address this real quick just from an overall standpoint to help people understand what's actually occurring right now. There is no monkeypox vaccine currently in production that's widely available right now. Everybody needs to understand that. The vaccination that they're talking about is essentially a smallpox vaccine made by Bavarian Nordic known as Jynos, J-Y-N-N-E-O-S in the United States and Imivinex in the U.K., And basically is used for people that are in close contact with other individuals who have contracted smallpox. This is a smallpox vaccine. This is not a monkeypox vaccine. They have stated now, the CDC has stated that these monkey, this smallpox vaccine can be used off label for monkeypox. And they said allegedly that it works fantastically to prevent you from contracting monkeypox. Now, One thing that I have learned over the last two and a half years is that absolutely do not believe anything the CDC ever says at all under any circumstances. At the very least, question everything they say. It is not coincidence to me that suddenly they're rolling out a smallpox vaccine for monkeypox that, from what I've read now, is unbelievably hard to contract and is very difficult to actually even die from unless you're severely immune-impaired. Secondly, there's been no significant research showing how this thing's actually spreading, except for the European data that I told you yesterday that is showing is primarily spreading in homosexual males. Again, that's what they're showing in Europe. Now, the WHO is apparently coming out and saying that it's it's homophobic and bigotry to make a statement about homosexual males catching monkeypox that we can't say that anymore now. Which, ironically, imagine that the WHO is stating this, and so again. What's really going on behind the scenes with this? You be the judge. You do your own research, and you let me know your opinion on this. Because quite frankly, this is not coincidental under any circumstances at all, in my opinion. And at the same time, right now, just randomly, oh, we're going to release the smallpox vaccine that we now are recommending that people get that are high risk. Really, that's 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 the best thing we're going to start recommending. We're just going to roll out a smallpox vaccine. Don't worry about the last four COVID shots you get. Those are totally safe right now. You need to get your smallpox vaccine right now immediately if you want to stay healthy. If anybody has learned anything from what the federal government did to us over the last two and a half years, it is this. Question everything and don't believe anything. That's just my stance on it right now. If you ever had any faith in them, you should question all of that now. And, of course, right on cue. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I use that as a pun because that's the actual name of it Q Health, C U E, right on Q. A now, a new revolutionary Bluetooth operated COVID 19 test called Q is now being released by companies like Google, Netflix, and others to get people accustomed to constantly checking themselves for viruses along with sending their health data directly to the CDC on a regular basis. Yes, I kid you not, a new smart device called Q Health has now been released that they're recommending everybody put in your home, and you can go in and you can reliably, easy to use testing, COVID 19 test with PCR quality. Oh, that, that, that just right there, that just really sold me. PCR quality. I kid you not. This is what it says, and I quote reliable, easy-to-use COVID-19 test with PCR-quality results delivered right to your mobile device in 20 minutes, no lab test, no lines, no second-guessing your results, right at your home. That's what they're selling on their web web advertisement and their marketing now. PCR-quality results, I can't even even make that up because as we already knew, the PCR test was about 90% false positive once you turn it over so many cycles, which is exactly what they did. However, the fact sheet for healthcare professionals is stating that the Q Health mobile app automatically reports test results according to the reporting guidelines to the appropriate public health authorities. They're saying the company may share your personal data and report it to the CDC and other federal agencies and other state agencies as required for public health surveillance and related. Purposes, I can't even make this up, guys. And so what they're telling you now is in order to make sure you're safe and you're protected, you need to have a smart device in your home that you can do daily COVID tests on every single day that will transmit your results to every single government, federal agency that it wants to. And I'm sure I guarantee you, guarantee you, if you read the fine block print when you sign up for this app and you turn this thing on, it is going to state at their discretion, 3rd Party advertisers and third party agencies may also have contact with your results in order to make sure proper track and tracing is implemented. Now, it doesn't say that right here in this article, but I will bet you any amount of money that is in the fine print on this testing. So, right on cue, the Q Health is ready to roll in your house. You can test daily, my friends, because remember, it's for your protection. You got to make sure that, you know, you can eat all the Taco Bell with all the transgender people while they dance in front of you, and you can go to McDonald's all day and you can drink a fifth of Jack Daniels every single night and smoke a carton of cigarettes. That's totally fine. That's your choice. But you need to make sure you test for your Q health every single day to make sure you're not a grandma killing neo Nazi racist skinhead. Because if you don't, well, you can't belong in society, and you need to get your fifteenth booster shot in order to stay compliant. And while you're at it, throw in a smallpox shot while you're at it too, just to make sure you're boosted up all the way. <laughs> can't even make this up, Dad. What do you think about this all coinciding and rolling out all at the same time right now?
1: <laughs> a grandma killing neo-Nazi skinheads. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. I mean, I just—I'm still laughing. That was a pretty good one-liner, Austin. I like that. I mean, it's it's true though, because you're a white person, so you do—you obviously, if you question the narrative, you've got to be a grandma-killing neo-Nazi skinhead. There you go. uh, (laughs) You know, it's just—it's just unbelievable. I mean, I I just looked up the side effects of the smallpox vaccine. There, by the way, there are many, many side effects. Uh, Here, here's the big one. Uh, myocarditis, pericarditis, ischemic heart disease, and non-ischemic dilated cardiomyopathy. <laughs> okay, that means it's really bad for your heart. And uh, you know, we had so many people from the, you know, the military who were given smallpox vaccines who basically uh, had all kinds of health problems from it, uh, including encephalitis and 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 all, all this on and on and on and on. It's just it's just unbelievable. They've got another vaccine, and, and here's the problem with all of this stuff. And it's the same problem that we have with all the vaccines all of the time. When you allow somebody to inject a foreign substance directly into your bloodstream, you don't allow your body to decide if it wants to absorb it or not. You know, the body's very funny. It doesn't like certain things being shoved into the digestive tract, and a lot of things you get. You, you, you put it in your stomach and you get unbelievably sick from it. You start vomiting because your body says, I don't want this. I just have no interest in putting this through my system. You're going to throw this one back up. Or you get really bad diarrhea from it and it just goes right out of your system again. That That's the body's mechanisms that God put in there to protect us against poisoning. The problem is when you inject it directly into the bloodstream, as all of you know, it goes directly into the system. And it has to go through the liver and the kidneys and everything else. And there's no way to get some of this stuff out. You know, now we're finding out that these Teflon compounds have been found in human stool now. It's been used as fertilizer and it's contaminated hundreds of thousands of acres of farmland with basically Teflon resins that never break down. I mean, just never ever go away. So. I mean, all of the stuff they're doing to us and how they're destroying the planet is absolutely mind-boggling to me. Now they want to give us a an- another vaccine that causes more myocarditis and pericarditis. I mean, I'm sorry to laugh; it's just unreal. And, and the fact that the American population is so stupid, so insouciant, and they believe this stuff and they continue to believe this stuff. It just it's, just, it's just, I sit here in bewilderment, and I, and I realize what an incredibly good job they have done with dumbing down the American population. Because the vast majority of the people simply don't ask questions anymore. They just do what they're told. And again, the mask compliance, the vaccine compliance, the going through security on the airline compliance, the wearing masks on the airline compliance, all of this stuff is all part of the programming that they've done to the American population. Yesterday, I tried to get a flight to go to St. Louis this week, this weekend. You know, I thought, okay, I'll just use American Airlines, you know, points. I haven't flown on American Airlines in years. So, you know, the last flight I had was scheduled to go to France. It was like four years ago. And the last minute, the last morning of the flight, they canceled the flight. They canceled it. We we're flying over business class because I've had back surgery and it's very difficult for me to sit in small little chair perpendicular all night. And so we had enough points to get, you know, business class seats. And about four years ago, they, they contacted me the day before we were supposed to fly and they said, Oh, by the way, these flights being canceled. It's just canceled. And I'm like, what the heck. And they said, but don't worry. We will reschedule you. So I had all the hotels booked and everything else booked over in Europe. I was taking Harrison over there and Sharon and we, my, my, my youngest son. And about two days later, they contacted me. Oh, by the way, we've got a flight for you. This would be, that would be coming in four days late now and we're going to fly you on a coach class ticket all the way to Europe. And I'm like, I can't fly coach. I can't do that with my back. I'd rather just burn the points up and, and fly business class. Oh, we don't have those available. So I had to cancel the entire trip. I mean, the entire trip got canceled because i couldn't get over there any longer because they would they would not accommodate us and what happens is two or three days before flight leaves they allow all of the quote-unquote top tier people who are part of their flying clubs you know to come in and take the coach the, to, to upgrade from coach class to business class to first class on these international flights so two or three days out there are literally no sheets available period They've been, they've been all upgraded. You know, they're platinum tier people, et cetera. And so what ends up happening is you get to a situation where you kind of go, wow. Now that was the last time I was supposed to fly with American Airlines four years ago. And I just don't do it anymore. And so I had, I had the ability to go ahead and fly up there to St. Louis this weekend. So I had to go see a friend of mine. And, uh, sure enough, I get there. We have no coach. We have no, we have no point seats left. And I'm like, what do you mean? We don't have any. What do you mean? We don't have any seats available for you on points to going out to St. Louis. And I said, well, you know, it's not nonstop. I got to go through Charlotte, or I got to go through Texas, or I got to go through Miami, or I got to go through Dallas from Orlando to get there. Anyhow, it's very inefficient. We have nothing available at all. And I'm like, wait a minute. We'll check for the next couple of months. The guy comes back about 20 seconds later. There's nothing available for the next couple of months. All to all the point tickets are sold out. I thought myself, no, they're not. No, they're not. They're lying. So I said, okay, just what would it cost me to book a business class seat to St. Louis? Oh, we have all those. Those are we have lots of those available. <laughs> like, unbelievable! They're just lying. The seats are available on points. They just won't let you have them. And I said, well, what do the seats cost? And they said, well, they're fifteen hundred dollars one way each. So if your wife and you fly out, there's three thousand dollars to fly to St. Louis. It's about seven hundred dollars to fly coach from Orlando or Tampa to St. Louis. And I'm like, unbelievable. So the seats are available. They have plenty of seats. This, the planes are open. He said, but they don't have any point seats left. And this is the great scam they did. Now Marriott's doing the same thing. They're making, they're making, making point-based reservations based upon how many available rooms they have left in those hotels. So it may be twenty thousand points if they're not busy, or a hundred thousand points if they are busy. So if you want to fly at peak times and get Dice reservations and a decent hotel, not available, not available, not available. So for all of us who've gone in and tried to use our credit cards to basically get points to do all of this stuff, they're letting us know that you're not wanted, (laughs) especially American Airlines. Oh, my gosh. And the craziest part about this is, and I sit back and I watch this, and I see that American Airlines basically came in and they told their pilots this Stupid presidents who are being told what to do from Breitbart, you know, not from Breitbart, from from State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock. They're being told that you know they have to force their pilots to take vaccines, and if they don't take the vaccines, they're going to fire them. Remember, all those fire the pilots got fired, and if they don't do the firing, if they have tenure, they could do early retirement. And the, and the and they basically are not allowed to bring them back. I found out yesterday after they've gone through early retirement. So now. They don't have enough planes. They don't have because they don't have enough pilots, and so now they're jacking up the prices on all the seats. And it was awful to begin with to try to get point seats. They don't have them available. You can't even fly on the anytime awards apparently. And so you get into a situation. You kind of sit back and you got to go, wow, this is crazy. How in the world can American Airlines do this? Well, you got to remember, they're again owned by the major bloodline families. They, they they don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't care about anything. All they're going to do is extract as much wealth from you and destroy your ability to fly free as best they possibly can in every single case because this is what they do. And once you understand that, it starts making more sense because you start realizing, wow, these guys are just absolutely awful. And so that's just the way it is. And and then we have to look at how many people the United States has killed, you know, in the last, you know, since World War II. And you say, well what do you mean? what are you going to talk about that for right now? Because I want to talk about the CIA involvement and what's you know going on over there in Ukraine right now, what's happened in Afghanistan, what happened in Iraq, what's happened in Egypt, what's happened in Syria, what's happened in almost every South American country because of the CIA involvement. you know George Bush came out and made a comment the other day, the reason the United States basically doesn't keep his word or lies all the time to other countries is because events change so because something else happens we have to start lying so nobody trusts us that's why when you go and you travel to europe or anywhere else they hate americans oh my gosh they hate americans because they see what our government does and they'll think that we're the ones that are allowing it and when i tell them repeatedly i didn't allow it i didn't say it was okay they kind of like go well you don't understand you know you live there and i'm like okay so what you know i told the guy in switzerland one time i thought well you say the united states is bad what about you guys with davos and the world economic forum and klaus schwab and the god or tunnels opening with your doggone you know satanic worship rituals they did with the doggone druidic stuff they did oh no no that's just something else And i'm like no it's not we all have people in our governments that have usurped The United States usurped the governments around the world in the Western countries. Usurped all of these countries because they contain and control the central banks and the issuance of money. So if they don't do what they're supposed to do, they just contract the money supply in that country, causing it to go into a massive depression. Then the voters all rebel. They put a candidate in that basically is going to do what the central bank wants. They promote them be giving them unlimited amounts of money and millions if not hundreds of millions of dollars to put them into office to follow the marching orders of the international cabalist luciferian banking cartels i mean that's what they do it's what they always do and then if they don't like you they simply ban you on paypal or take your merchant account away or do whatever else they want to do if you get too big of a footprint to try to tell people the truth because truth is the it is truth is the how should you say if you use it as, a, as words as an entity at the the thing of being the truth, it's the one that's really being destroyed. Because the media doesn't want you to know the truth. The World Economic Forum doesn't want you to know the truth. They don't want you to know that Julian Assange is riding in a prison because he told the truth, and that Snowden had to flee to Russia because he told the truth. They don't want you to know any of that stuff. They want you to keep you completely and totally encased in lies so that you will not know the truth. I had a, another friend of mine yesterday gave me a call and said he read the book, The Bad War, by Joshua. And he told me, he goes, I cannot believe the lies that we were taught. I said, I know. I know. I said, this is a book by this is a book by King. It's a free PDF. It's called The Bad War. And then I told him, I said, well, go ahead and pick up another book while you're there. You get it online for free also. And, and basically it's called Pawns in the Game by William Guy Carr. That's another one that's free. And you got, then you have another one, Brotherhood of Evil. You know, you know, you could, you could read that one too by Stan Monti. You read those three books and suddenly you get a real understanding of who in the world's running the planet, which is what I talk to you guys about all of the time. But let's talk about how the U.S. has killed more than 20 million people in 37 victim nations since World War II. Now think about this for a second. The loss of life in the second war, second world war was much on a huge scale when compared to World War I. 60 million lives, both militarily and civilian, were lost during World War II, four times those killed in World War I. The largest World War II casualties were China and the Soviet Union, 26 million in the Soviet Union, and China estimates its losses at approximately 20 million deaths because China was being unmercifully attacked by Japan. When the Doolittle Raiders bombed China after FDR orchestrated the bombing of Pearl Harbor on December the seventh, nineteen forty-one. A day that he said will lay will go down to infamy, be infamy because he basically blocked the fuel going into Japan. He forced World War II. It's been proven, guys. You read it yourself. There was like an eight-step process that he did to cause Japan to attack Pearl Harbor. And when he did that, and then the Doolittle Raiders several months later went into Japan and basically attacked Japan. You know, uh, you know, bomb Japan, which was minimal, minimal damage. It was, it was just more of a, we're going to show you we can attack you. The Doolittle Raiders basically were given sanctuary in Free China after their B-17s crashed or whatever B whatever planes they were flying, maybe B-24s, I don't remember. But the reality is this: a quarter of a million people supposedly were killed in China, by the Japanese for helping Doolittle and his pilots and his air crews to escape back to the United States. A quarter of a million were dead. I mean, they killed them by the hundreds of thousands just to basically wipe out the population that was resistant to Japanese influence over there. I mean, think about that for a second. But he goes on to say here, ironically, these two countries, China and the Soviet Union, all allies of the U.S. during World War II, which lost a large share of their population during World War II, are now under the Biden-Harris administration categorized as enemies of America, which are threatening the Western world. NATO-US forces are at Russia's doorstep. A so-called preemptive war against China and Russia is currently being contemplated. Germany and Austria lost approximately 8 million people during World War II. Japan lost more than 2 million people. The US and Britain respectively lost more than 400,000 lives. This carefully researched article by James A. Lucas, which I'm reading from, documents the more than 20 million lives resulting from the U.S.-led war, military coups, and intelligence ops carried out in the wake of what is euphemistically called the post-war era. The extensive loss of life in Lebanon, Syria, Yemen, and Libya is not even included in the study. Continuous U.S. warfare, because there is no post-war era, and now... A World War II scenario is on the drawing board for the Pentagon. After the catastrophic events of attacks of September the 11th, this is when, I'm going to say this. This catastrophic attacks of September the 11th were orchestrated, I believe, by the Mossad, MI6, CIA, FBI, rogue elements of our government, rogue elements of the military. All right? They allowed it to happen as they were running a simulation of the towers being attacked. And by the way, there was a giant hurricane off the coast of New York that day, and Dr. Judy Wood in her book, Where Did the Towers Go?, says they used a space-based weapons platform system that drew energy from this hurricane. I can't even make this stuff up. She's a particle physicist and structural engineer. She basically said that they were they allowed that to fund, I guess to charge up the atmosphere to use as an energy energy, energy source. So you need to read her book. Where did the towers go? You can get it as a free PDF online. It's a phenomenal book. It really, really, really is. I have a copy of it. You can also get it as a free PDF. But read that book. Something else happened on 9/11. And then you have the dancing Israelis. They were all so excited about what happened and how they went back to Israel and started talking about how wonderful it was watching these September 11 attacks. They weren't the dancing Arabs. They were the dancing Israelis. Trump lied and said they were the Arabs. They weren't. They were Israelis. So I'm going to read this now after I give you a background into this. And let's let's not forget that there may have been nano nukes used. There may have been thermite. They found evidence of thermite, which cut the, the charges that cut these giant columns in the middle. And then Judy Wood said the amount of mass that fell wasn't enough to basically be the entire trade towers, that it was vaporized, or she called it molecular dissociation. They actually, the particles, actually, don't you remember the huge dust clouds that just came up and billowed all over New York, a lot of filled with asbestos and floated out over the waterways there? This was the tower. It was vaporized by something that she believes was an energy weapon. She also says... That The reason that people were jumping out of the windows at these high levels, which were 30, 40, 50 stories above the impact zone, when there was no smoke in those rooms and there was no heat in those rooms and they would already broken the windows out of those rooms, the reason that they dove out of the windows is because the entire building was basically being microwaved to cause the molecular disassociation. They were testing this technology to see what it would do. This is advanced stuff, like we talked about yesterday—four, five or hundred years in advance of what we have. In other words, you remember how they, in, in, the, uh, in the in the in the Star Trek they would have a phaser, and you could put it on stun or you could put it on kill. And you put it on kill, and that person would just disappear. They would just be disassociated. They would be just—they they would just go away. Basically, this is the same type of technology, I guess, that Judy Wood's talking about, and of course her. Research assistants was killed right after that book was released in a parking lot, was shot and killed to death. You know, it was just shot to death. And what the crazy, crazy part about it is, is that when I read that book, I thought, this is interesting. I mean, what? And so she says the reason they jumped from the windows is that the towers were being microwaved from a space-based weapons platform that zeroed in on the towers. And when that happened, the building started getting extremely hot on the inside, and they started cooking from the inside out, these people did. And she said that's why it was raining bodies on December, you know, September the 11th, 9/11, because the, they were in such pain being cooked from the inside out, like being put in the microwave oven, that they would prefer just to go ahead and die and get it over with. You need to read the book. You know, I mean, it'll tighten you up. It'll make you start thinking about other things too. And then she doesn't even believe. If you read the book, this is what I'm talking about Judy Wood right now. Which I really like her book. She doesn't even believe planes were used. She thinks they were either drones or holographic things that were being used, and there were preset charges in the buildings to make it look like a plane had entered. And we were all being seen. We were all seeing computer graphics or a holographic image that was being projected. Now, whether or not all that's true, I don't know. But I did ask somebody who was a full bird colonel. This is an interesting story. He said I asked him. He was there in New York. And he was part of the task force the military set up immediately after 9-11 to basically control everything in New York and what was going on. And he said he saw the planes. But then I said something to him. I said, did you hear the planes? Because, you know, jet engines coming in at that speed, they put out a lot of noise. And I said, did you hear the planes? And he never answered me. I thought I'd mention that to you. He never, ever answered me. Now, then all of a sudden you see this intact passport laying out. And do you remember when we saw the videos, the nose of the plane, which is hollow, which has all the avionics in it and the radar systems and all that—it's hollow. It's a real thin sheet of aluminum over a hollow core. The nose of the plane went through the solid steel core, solid concrete core where the elevators were of the building and came out the other side. How did it do that? Why didn't it crumple? I mean, how did it even get through the core? And then, then you see the stuff by PBS, and it says there was a basically a pancake collapse. You can watch 9-11 Mysteries, and you can see that online for free, or you can watch Loose Change and see that online for free. And also the pancake collapse says the floors fell on top of each other, but they never addressed the steel columns and all the concrete in the center where the elevators were, how that came down. It's really – a whole thing is a bunch of lies. So be really careful on believing the official narrative of 9-11. Now – Let me start back on this. After the catastrophic attacks of September the 11th, monumental sorrow and feeling of desperate and understandable anger began to permeate the American psyche, which is exactly what it was designed to do. A few people at a time attempted to promote a balanced perspective by pointing out that the United States had also been responsible for causing these same feelings in people in other nations, but they produced hardly a ripple Although Americans understood in the abstract the wisdom of people around the world empathizing with the suffering of one another, such a reminder of wrongs committed by our nation got little hearing and was soon overshadowed by an accelerated act of war on terrorism. But we must continue our efforts to develop understanding and compassion in the world. Hopefully this article will assist in doing that. The causes of wars are complex. The study reveals that the U.S. military forces are directly responsible for about 10 to 15 million deaths during the Korean and Vietnam War and the two Iraqi wars. The Korean War also includes the Chinese deaths, while the Vietnam War also includes fatalities in Cambodia and Laos. In all of these things, I'm going to let you read this article yourself. It's a really good article. It's, it's by his GR Editor's Note, and it basically is by James A. Lucas. It's a really, really good article on global research, and I've posted it on our website. But let me say something to you. If we try to differentiate ourselves from this and say the United States was justified by doing this because of the attack on 9-11, what if the 9-11 was a false flag and our government instituted that attack? I'm asking that question. What if the Kabbalist Luciferian sect that runs our government, that controls our government, instituted that attack on ourselves to justify the attack of basically the Middle Eastern project in which they overthrew like seven, eight different countries over there after 9-11? What if we did all of that to cause that? I mean, what if we decided to have this war on terrorism so we could bring in the Department of Homeland Security and the never-ending regulations and rules being implemented against the United States population, including the draconian – the draconian ability that we've given the atf alcohol alcohol tobacco and firearms organization this 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 group of unbelievably high level the highest level of completely compromised individuals to come in and regulate our second amendment now all of this stuff was based on 9-11 and david ike who i don't agree with everything on but he wrote a book on this and he called it the trigger so he called it and he goes right back to the cult to the satanic, Kabbalist, Luciferian cult that runs the planet that did 9-11. And I think he's right on that. Read the book, The Trigger. It's a long one. <laughs> it's got a lot of stuff in it I don't agree with, but it's got a lot of stuff I do agree with. In fact, I agree with 90% of so i got to give him an A on that book. But guys, remember, David Icke is not a Christian. Very important you understand that. So he doesn't really have an answer for us as far as any type of hope, but he is pointing out what they did. But he said 9-11 was the trigger. For all of the stuff that's happened to the United States and our fall into the abyss of tyranny over the last 20 years as we've implemented more and more and more draconian laws, 9-11 and the Department of Homeland Security and all the things they've done to us for the past 20 years with all the conditioning they've done, it's the only thing that forced the American people and allowed the American people to be forced into wearing the masks and all the mandates. It all started with 9-11. We we actually had free thinkers back before 9-11. But then we now – after 9-11, oh, you're not a patriot. you got to be a patriot. We're going to go attack Iraq, and we're going to go attack Afghanistan. I think, well, Afghanistan had nothing to do with this. We're attacking Afghanistan because we want to put the poppies back into Afghanistan because there's a shortage of heroin on the planet. Oh, no, no, you don't understand. Well, no, I don't understand. The CIA has been running dope and slinging dope out of Cambodia and Afghanistan and Laos and Vietnam since the 50s and the 40s. I do understand. They learned it from Chiang Kai-shek. They do this because they want to fund black operations, and they're losing revenue. So they need to get us back in Afghanistan, so they start growing heroin again, growing poppies again. Oh, no, 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 no. They attacked us. No, they didn't. They're a bunch of guys living in caves, basically, with sheep, and they're herding goats out in the desert and the the rocky fields. I mean, this, this is not who did this. Remember this, guys. Always remember who was involved. And it's the Kabbalists, Luciferian bankers, the same ones who control the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and all the other weirdos. It's the same group. It's always the same people. Austin, what are you thinking? What's your next story?
0: Oh, you're exactly right. And I mean, the two things, regardless of what anybody thinks as far as you know, ideas or research or engineering from the Twin Towers, the two things that always, always made me question. Everything was a the fact that a Boeing triple seven was physically impossible to hit the Pentagon the way it did and poke a little 20 foot size hole in the size of the Pentagon literally couldn't be done that way. But yet that exact same plane was so strong and so invasive that it was able to fly into almost the top of the one twin tower and the tower imploded within 30 minutes in a controlled demolition. Nobody's been able to explain that to me. If the same planes, one of them hit a tower and control-demoed it in 30 minutes all the way to the ground, you watch it go all the way down. Seven seconds, full free fall. But yet the same plane hits the Pentagon at ground level, and there's a little hole in the side of the building. No fuselage, no wings, no turbines, no nothing. Just just nice little hole right inside the Pentagon, nice pretty little hole. Didn't blow over and have debris scattered out over the Pentagon for two miles? Didn't have turbines going through the walls? Which one was it? Was the plane big enough and strong enough and fueled enough to drop an entire tower? Or was it so inept that it could barely punch a hole in the Pentagon? You can't have it both ways. Either or. And then we saw the one video that they tried to remove off pretty much every single social media platform of a missile flying in the Pentagon and basically looked like a tomahawk and blows up a nice little perfect hole right into the exact same section that they were keeping all the financial records the, the day before they released and said that they basically had misplaced $2 trillion. But we don't know where it went. You know, whoopsie. Sorry about that one, guys. That $2 trillion, oh, man, that one that one got away from us. Dropped, dropped it out of the wallet last weekend. Not really sure what happened to it. Going to have to do some digging. Going to have to do some digging into it. But, you know, but in the meantime – don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. Oh, whoopsie! 9/11 happened tomorrow. Come on, guys. The timing was just too too perfect on that. And like I said, which one was it? The plane so small can only punch a 20-foot hole in the Pentagon, or the plane so big can drop the Twin Tower. It's either or. And the one that really, the one that really, really made me realize. Did the whole thing was set up? (laughs) Was the fact that the Patriot Act was ready to roll out that next week? Already ready to go. Over a thousand something pages. I mean, bam, slap, copy and paste, already printed on the House floor, ready to vote. The dust hadn't even settled in New York City and the Patriot Act was already going for a vote. That, That wasn't coincidence? Was it coincidence if you read the Patriot Act? that it basically goes into detail about domestic terrorism and how they could do all these different things to control, monitor. And we saw – you saw the movie Snowden, what happened. And that's exactly right. It was the precipitating incident because I personally believe if you tried to do something like COVID (laughs) back in 2000, 2001, I think the vast majority of the American populace would have basically told the government that they could go kick rocks. They really do. No, we're not going to deal with that. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll deal with our own health in each state the way we see fit. But again, they've built this nanny state now where they have literally conditioned and brainwashed a large percentage of the American populace that they have to be here to protect you. You can't survive on your own without the government babysitting you. They've got to heat your bottle. They've got to warm it up for you. They've got to feed you your bottle. They've got to stick the little bottle nipple in your mouth. And they get done. They've got to burp you. They got to change your diaper. They got to put you to bed. If the government wasn't here, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. You'd be completely and totally lost in a net, and you'd probably look like Joe Biden walking around the bumbling buffoon. That's what you, that would happen if you didn't have the government. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. This is what they've conditioned. The only way you can make people comply is you have to make them believe that they can't live without you. This is very, very, very classic. When you start looking at domestic abuse, I had one of the classes. We had to do a bunch of research studies on domestic abuse partners in my psychology program, and that's what they do from a psychology standpoint. You have a domestic abuse partner, whether male or female, and they beat physically and mentally into that other partner that they cannot function without them even though they're beating them on a regular basis. They truly make them believe that they have to have them or else they can't function. And, of course, they basically end up with Stockholm Syndrome. Then you see these girls or guys, either or, they basically get beat up, black eyes. The guy goes and gets arrested. He gets back out of jail. The lady goes and bonds him out of jail. She bonds him out of jail. I've seen it before. Girl gets beat up. She bonds her boyfriend out of jail after he beat her up. This is what's happened now to the American populace. They've beat down people so far and people's weak-willed minds have not bothered to kick in that they literally come back and go, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad the government's back. There's monkeypox here now. Where's our smallpox vaccine, guys? We need to be locked down. Please tell us how long we have to stay in our homes. Please tell us how long we have to wear masks again. Please control us. Please, please, please. Guys, it's pathetic. It's downright pitiful. We've watched a country that was willing to die before they gave an inch up to tyranny into the redcoats to people now that literally are asking the government if they have permission, if they can walk outside or not. This is not America. This is not the way it was founded. I saw an article earlier the other day. Finally, somebody called it out besides myself and dad and a few other alternative media. Dr. Marty McCari who's basically a public health expert from Job Hopkins University, who's not usually anti-vax at all. Quite frankly, he's pro-vax in most cases. He came out now and he did an interview the other day, and he blatantly said the FDA has turned to a full-blown kangaroo court along with the CDC. He said the very fact that they released and approved a COVID booster shot for kids 5 to 11, he said, and I quote, is a slap in the face of science. And he's dead on, and he's talking about how the FDA advisory panel, again, ignored any type of logistical or logical decision-making, completely ignored all science at all. There's zero, zero health threat to children 5 to 11 that are healthy for COVID, zero. There has been the entire time. It's statistically improbable. There's there's no statistical analysis to it that proves that ages 5 to 11 healthy young children are susceptible from dying or even becoming severely ill from COVID. It's nothing. There's no research to prove it at all. Even the numbers they have found are minimal at best. But yet, we're going to roll out an RNA gene therapy shot to start giving booster shots to children 5 to 11? He said it's a slap in the face of science. And again, this is where we're at though, right? Remember what I said a couple weeks ago. If you can confuse a populace enough to start removing real science, real laws of nature out of the equation, it doesn't matter which laws they are. But they start removing them out of the equation and no longer living in a reality-based world. I.e., example, you start saying it doesn't matter if a grown man, that's a fully intact grown man, decides he wants to be a female and go compete with female sports. You have to respect him and call him a female. You are now denying the laws of nature. You are now denying the very fact that he's a male with a Y chromosome. And you're now accepting The rantings of a crazy lunatic, delusional, psychotic individual that truly may or may not believe they are a female that has basically gender dysphoria disorder. And you're now accepting that crazed individual's mindset and ideology and accepting it for fact and removing natural laws out of the equation. Once you start doing that enough, you enter a society that is all lunatics. There is no reality based on anything anymore. You start running around and saying, gravity doesn't exist. I'm jumping off the building. And people just splat on the concrete, and people go, oh, you know what? He didn't say gravity doesn't exist enough times. That's why that happened to them. He didn't truly believe that gravity doesn't exist. That's the problem. It, it, that, that doesn't matter. Don't worry about him. Scrape him up, throw him in the dust. He's fine. This is what happens when you start allowing lunatics to start functioning in society and you start listening to what lunatics say. This is why I've been so diametrically opposed when people are completely and totally against the laws of nature. They're just against them. They don't even look at what's going on. Hey, it's a good idea. We should start injecting. RNA gene therapy that we have already found stores in the liver cells and we know that there's long term side effects including myocarditis and pericarditis directly related to the shot even CDC has admitted that it is a problem even in rare cases it's may be a problem and we're saying now hey let's go give it to 5 to 11 year old healthy children and by the way while we're at it we're going to start instituting mask again I saw this up I think it was in Massachusetts I just saw it earlier in an article and pull it back up They're now saying that they are reinstituting mass mandates for teachers and students because COVID is far from over. That was their quote up there. Far from over. It's far from over for the morons that want to keep living in fear. You're absolutely right about that. The rest of us that are born-again believing, Christian patriots that know exactly how to maintain a healthy immune system through diet and exercise and through high doses of vitamin C and D3 and zinc and quercetin on a regular basis, it's been over. Even when I caught it, I chose not to participate, and I said, okay, I caught it. Let's get over this. Felt horrible, about three or four days, bounced out of it, got back rolling again, fatigued for a couple days after, and moved on with my life. This is what they want you to do. They want to keep you living in a perpetual state of fear. They keep you in a state of fear, and they keep telling you that they know what's best for you. You'll listen to anything they say. They'll come out next, and they'll start saying, oh, we've got camel pox now. We've got some other new deadly disease. That's how you need to take your next shot. Oh, we suddenly have this stockpile of smallpox vaccines. We're now going to release because there's a essentially non-critical monkeypox that's rolled out. Now that we're only seeing showing up in homosexual males in Europe, but suddenly now this is a massive epidemic and everybody needs to start getting the smallpox vaccine, which dad said there's a whole history of side effects with that shot. So again, my friends, live in a state of fear. It's not given to us by God. Fear is not from God. Not abnormal, unhealthy, irrational fear. Having a fearful respect of God Almighty, that's completely different. We're running around outside saying the sky is falling because CNN told you to say so. There's nothing logical about that. So continue to stay strong. Keep your mind focused on what it needs to be. And One of the best ways you can do that, I'm telling you right now, is getting out and exercising some. I know if I don't hit the gym or I don't exercise for three four days, my mind starts getting cloudy. It's not the way it needs to be. I start getting irritated, agitated. Our bodies were not meant to sit in a chair for eight to ten hours a day and not move. Simply wasn't meant for that. Human beings were not designed for that. We're constantly designed to be moving, adapting, running, getting stronger. Not necessarily running on a regular basis to tear up your knees and ankles. I'm not saying that, but moving, adapting to certain things, constantly staying active. That's why I tell people if you have a desk job, Get up occasionally, at least an hour. Stand up. I'm standing up right now. I'm not sitting down on the show. If you guys don't see me right now, I'm not sitting down. I'm standing up. I don't sit down a lot unless I'm on a computer typing and I try to do it for not much more than an hour and I get up and do something else. Spines, hips, not meant to sit down all day, guys. Be active. Get fresh air. Drink purified water all day. Keep your body strong and keep a stash of your vitamins. And then after that, live your life. Enjoy it every aspect. What do you think, Deb?
1: The main time I stand up during a show is when I start preaching, and uh, I get really no, <laughs> just to break the thought here for a second. I just I get really motivated, and the Holy Spirit comes on me, and I can feel the anointing hit me, and then I jump up and I start running around the office and carrying my iPad with me because it's got a hard wire connect sometimes, and and I start just you know going off. I go on one of those rants that you know you guys apparently like me doing. I try to do those every once in a while, but I really don't try to plan those. It's one of those. Things being led by the holy spirit when i really feel that i'm being convicted about something god's saying so you know again Austin's right you need to get up and you need to work and you need to exercise and you need to do things i have another friend of mine the other day who's i'm looking so forward just sitting around doing nothing when i retire next year and i'm like yeah i've done that been there done that. It's awful it's boring i'd rather have a purpose for my life i'd rather have a reason to be here i'd rather have a reason to come in and talk to you guys every day and do a show to me that's my purpose that's what i love doing with my life Cause I feel that's putting me right dead center in the smack of right smack, right in the middle of God's perfect will. Just put us saved that way. And that's why I try to do that. That's why I pray for you guys every day. Cause to me, you're family and I see you guys all the time. You say, well, yeah, hey, Ted, we spend an hour with you every day. You know, we're family. I'm always, my response is always, yes, we are. We're family because you guys mean the world to me. Now, one other thing I want to talk about real quick is this, this horrible, horrific thing of the missing children, these millions of kids globally that disappear every year we've got to we, we got to talk about that for a second because i mean something else is going on i mean millions and millions of children every year disappearing there was a movie uh, jupiter ascending i guess it was called and i mean it wasn't a real good movie but it was okay that's pretty good special effects It was about a group of aliens or extraterrestrials or right? you call them fallen angels whatever you want to call them pick a name for them that were basically cultivating humans on the planet to derive their essence from them to give them longer lives. And they were using the United States and using the world basically as a breeding colony, as a farm. And we were being raised as farm animals to harvest, not joking. And what was interesting about that, I started doing some research into all of these children leaving. And then I watched uh, Peter Thiel. He's a gay guy, he's a big, big top billionaire. And he believes that blood transfusions from the young could be biological fountain of youth and help people live forever. It's called pair pair of, it involves the transfusion of blood plasma from the young donor. I'm talking like four, or five, and six-year-old children. Uh, earlier studies have shown it to have anti-aging effects. And you know. And so now you find out that this guy, Peter Thiel, takes blood transfusions from young children. Now, human trials were launched in a company called Ambrosia, and he had to pay up to $8,000 to get involved to get these plasma and blood transfusion. Healthy individuals aged 35 or older receive transfusions of blood plasma from young children. Uh, the firm has been contacted by Thiel's chief medical officer, reports who expressed interest in the work. In an interview last year with Jeff Biroshi, Thiel explained his interest in life extension medicine. Now, you know, here's the thing about all of this stuff, and I'm going to step out. I'm not saying that Peter Thiel's involved in any of this. I'm not saying that these companies are involved in any of this, but doesn't it seem strange to any of you that all of these children are disappearing, that we're getting huge amounts of, how should I say, you know, nutrients and, you know, and formula sent to the southern border to support the young children and the babies that are coming across the border that almost always are separated from their parents, never to be seen again and the millions of missing children globally. Where are they all going? What's being done with these kids? This is all part of the Luciferian sacrificial satanic networks. I mean, you know, we find and we see all of this stuff happening all of the time, but the media, have you noticed, never talks about it? The horrific incidents of missing children globally. Nobody talks about it. It's like they're not even important. They're like a expendable commodity. And then we're basically giving these young children injections now of all kinds of RNA altering DNA shots. Is that making them better for transfusions? For whatever's doing this and who's controlling this? I'm asking these questions. I'm out on the wild side right now. Okay, we're doing an X-file closing of this show, but why in the world is this happening? Why in the world are they injecting these young children? These kind of like a Adolf's meat tenderizer. I mean, what are they doing to these kids? And why are they injecting them? Why are they all this? Why are millions disappearing? This isn't conspiracy theory. This is this is all true stuff. What's happening to the kids? And so I'm asking those questions to you guys today so you can think through it. Let me say one other thing. When you're in public with the children, with your kids and your grandkids, you need to be unbelievably careful with them, especially if you're standing on street corners or if you're on sidewalks or you're walking around. You grab those children by their hands. You hang on to those kids. You grab their hands like their life depends on you holding their hand. Because, guys, in many cases, it will. I love you guys. I had the opportunity to pray for you again this morning. You guys are absolutely awesome. I'll finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
0: You're absolutely right on that. And, I, you know, I've always made it a point, you know, from a standard position, whenever you're walking with family, you always, always, I mean, I was trotling this as a kid, but from a tactical standpoint, you always stand on the outside of them as far as you're closest to the road. Um, most abductions happen very, very quickly. They're within seconds. Most of the time, they're vehicle-related. The van pulls up, door slides open, somebody grabs somebody, jokes them right in, door slams shut, they're gone within seconds. I knew a buddy years and years ago. There was big big spree of motorcycle thefts around Central Florida years ago. This is back probably Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years ago now, when a lot of the crotch rockets were becoming popular and they were very expensive for the newer ones, and you couldn't get a lot of them, and so the bikes were getting stolen, they were getting chopped up. And Emery, he told me about one of the times they basically were up on top of this apartment, up on multiple stories up, and they're sitting outside on this big balcony, and one of the guys' bikes was sitting down in the parking lot, and they said they were sitting there just hanging out, watching, you know, was watching sunset, and all of a sudden, a van pulled up, looked like one of the typical child molester vans. Door slid open right in front of the bike. Two guys jumped out, grabbed the motorcycle, threw it in the van, slid the door shut, sped off. He said before they could even get off the balcony and get down the stairs, the van was already long gone. He said they, they chased and looked around, called police, and they found it. That's how fast it happens. When you're dealing with very, very sadistic individuals that are very clever and they know what to do and they know how to do it, they don't sit around and talk to you. They don't stand by and say, hey, you know, is it okay if I if I bring your child over here so I can give him some candy inside my van by ourselves where you can't see us? They don't normally do that, guys. They're very, very slick, and they're getting very, very aggressive. This is why it's very important you always keep situational awareness when you're out, especially when you're family. When you get out of a vehicle, scan the parking lot. You don't have to look like paranoid moron. I just mean scan the parking lot. Look out before and after you get out of your vehicle. Look at where you're at. I always try to make it a point, too. If I can't park up very close, I'll park out very far away from vehicles where I do not have any vehicles surrounding me. This is two reasons. A, one, I don't mind getting the exercise. B, it's much, much harder to attack somebody in a broad, open area of field. When you park right beside a vehicle and another vehicle's got you boxed in and you go to open your door, you could have somebody hanging right behind the bumper of another car. You won't even see them. You got your truck parked out in the back lot all by itself. Well, you're maybe walking out there by yourself, but if you're armed and know how to handle yourself, it's pretty difficult to sneak up on you when you're standing out there in front of everything. So, again, use awareness when you're going out and about. I always encourage everybody, make sure you have the means to defend yourself. If you want to use pepper spray or CS gas or something you want to have, if you want to use firearm, I massively encourage that on a regular basis. But know what to do also from a hand-to-hand standpoint, whether it be takedowns, whether it be breakaways, whether it be strikes, whatever you need to do to handle the situation. You don't have to be Bruce Lee over here, but at least know a couple basic points in a situation to get out of the best as possible and defend yourself and your family as much as you have to in order to get away in most cases. So again, I encourage you stand up for what you believe. My friends continue to stay strong, stay healthy. If you need anything as always be sure to check us out, healthmasters.com, the brand new magnesium brain food capsules on sale right now on the product on the front page right there. Be sure to check them out. And also too, the purple sticks, three packs are back on the front page, the meat buckets, got a bunch of those back in stock right now and also to have the um, organic food buckets coming in later on this week so be sure to check them out on the website at healthmasters.com have a blessed safe awesome night my friends and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always